Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Scott Brewer, and welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. We interview real gym owners. Maybe they're in the trenches. Maybe they're discovering more about their business and really just building their business knowledge as a whole. Today, we have Ronald and Chino from Elizabeth, New Jersey, who are the proud owners of Two Strong Movement. Ronald, Chino, say hello to Jim Lord Nation and give us that 30-second elevator pitch about your business and where your business is today. Well, welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for having us. Uh, I'm Ronald. Uh, this is my partner, Chino. How you doing, everybody? Um, so pretty much uh, to give a little bit of um, background, um, Chino himself, he actually started Two Strong Movement a couple years back, but we got together um, to actually create and develop the facility and develop what we're building right now, which is uh, a facility dedicated to the personal trainers and then we can see how the trainers themselves can focus on the clients. So we're not your typical gym where you can sign up for, you know, with a membership. Not yet. Our facility doesn't allow us to because of the space, but we're, we're getting there and we're developing that right now as we speak. Okay. So let's dive into what that business model looks like a little bit more then, because it does sound a little bit different from what a standard operating facility might look like so what's the square footage of the facility right now 1400 square feet okay sweet so yeah a little bit below average in the industry average is about 2k so right now the model for you guys is just to allow personal trainers to come in and do their sessions with their clients yes okay do you guys have any group training on top of that or no uh, we have like semi PT, so like two or three people at a time, but, uh, anything bigger than that, it's, it's, uh, it gets a little, it gets a little filled up in here. So we try to keep that to a minimum of like cap it at five people. Gotcha. Okay. And so when the personal trainers are bringing their clients in, is this happening from their own, like, is this their own business and they're just paying you guys for the space and you're generating revenue from leasing the space? Or are you guys in business together, right? Maybe they're independent contractors or even employees of yours, and you're kind of doing a rev share on that client. So, so we originally started kind of like that with, with the structure of every trainer coming in leasing and, and, and leasing it. And the reason why is because obviously uh, my partner, he's been, he's a personal trainer himself. He has, you know, that experience of going to another gym and kind of renting that space out. We kind of had that structure originally. Mm -hmm. um, we slowly transitioned into obviously trying to have everybody unified in terms of um, whether it's percentages, um, kind of the, the basic stuff that we want them to do. Um, and then slowly but surely, we're kind of growing into what we are now. So yeah, right now it's pretty much on percentages and they all pretty much bring their own clients and they have their own product, yes, but we're slowly transitioning into us being the one that kind of develops that for them. Got it. Okay, sweet. And so when you're saying that we're transitioning into being the ones that develops that for them, what is, what is that? Is, does that include like marketing and client acquisition? 
Does that include sales process? Does that include client acquisition? Talk it's to us a little marketing. bit about that. It's like more marketing, like uh, putting out more on social media, you know, trying to snag people for them because we'll get a little traction on the social media page. And when they contact us, contact us, we'll try to, you know, bring them in, speak to them and try to push them in the right, in the food, the train will best fit them. And then okay. that's how we'll try to, it's more, you know, putting it out there as far as like getting them more clients. Yeah, because at, at the end of the day, you know, everybody has a different goal. And that's the beauty of what we try to offer is our trainers have a specialty and some something different. You know, some are, you know, weight loss. Uh, another ones are calisthenics. The other one, like my partner himself, strength training, and he's a power lifter. Um, they have a certain niche and then we try to accommodate that. And that was, that's one of the things that we're kind of transitioning and trying to get better at. And that actually goes a little bit with the struggles that we also still all still face right now, which is obviously trying to develop a better community on social media and through our website. So we're, we're, we're growing, you know? Yeah. Have you guys ever done that before where you're developing a community or you're, you know, you're doing digital marketing on social media platforms, or is it something that's mostly new? Mostly new. It's something that we haven't really like, uh, haven't really had the, gone full throttle with it so when we do do it it's not like it's marketing is like something's like not a one time once a week type of thing we've realized that it's something you constantly got to keep putting out so people can see it so we're trying to get better at marketing you know marketing as far as like in the community itself but we yeah. don't do that often so it's not really you know working as it should because as when we get people in the door they're here like we could we could you know sell them a package and that's it. But the problem is with us is getting that somebody that's not right in our door. Yeah. And and that's kind of the struggles of maybe somebody that's new is, you know, as a as a entrepreneur and as a business owner, you kind of have every single hat. You do everything. And we realize that's not our forte. You know, that's mm -hmm. not our thing when it comes to, hey, listen, let's let's make sure that we handle social media this this way or another way. And we're starting to realize that we realize that we have to either reach out to a third party or, or start developing that connection outside of our actual front physical doors. Um, we have to develop that connection outside. We've grown organically through word of mouth and, you know, we appreciate it, but we know that there's so much potential out there for us to grow past this facility and past, you know, to grow the brand. What, um, what impact having control over the marketing and feeding your trainers and your coaches for the business, what is that doing? Like, how has that impacted your guys' business to where you're like, yes, we want to, we want to develop this side of the business. We want to develop this department. This is how we want to structure everything. So I know that, you know, from, from a personal, from our personal experience, it has been more of understanding we only have 24 hours in a day. And that means, you know, we're going to dedicate a certain amount of time to the actual facility, to the act, to our families, to everything else that we got going on. And we understand the potential of kind of uh, developing our trainers, developing a system and developing everything that we have currently right now. And that's when we start looking at our, our problems or our potential, um, when we do create an event, we see how, how many people actually show up yeah. and, and that's just word of mouth. And that kind of gives us, that sparks an idea and is like, you know, 
we understand that there's so much potential we could do so much if we only put our 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 process into you know into maybe marketing or or developing something a little bit different or going outside of the box so you guys are thinking big you guys are thinking growing this thing into you know a highly functioning scalable business where even you guys are looking into expanding into like new space and what comes from that is fulfillment client acquisition and really creating a foundation for your guys business yes Gotcha. And that starts with marketing. It starts with systems. It starts with proper processes in place, you know, compensation structures, pricing structures, and so forth. So wonderful, wonderful, right? We always love activated entrepreneurs like yourselves on our show. And, and that's all obviously why you guys are here. So let's dive into like what a sales process might look like for you guys, because what I heard from you already is, look, when we get there, we can get them into purchasing our packages or, or opting into whatever price structure we have. So take us through what that client experience might look like. So what we do is basically we're like, like, so let's say we schedule like a, a time for a client to come in and speak to us. And um, what I, what we, what I've tried to get the, the trainers to do is when you come in, we kind of speak to them, like what your, what your goals and needs are, uh, you know, ask them a regular questionnaire where, what do you do for a living? Like, are you active? Are you not active? Do you work out now? And once we get everything like, all right, what, what's your goal? If your goal is weight loss or stuff like, like, you know, whatever your goal is, we'll try to pick what train will better fit you. And as far as like the sales pitch is, I just explained, this is the session packages we offer. Um, and I'll, from, Eight out of 10 times, I get the sales like, yo, listen, if what you want is you're not going to get in a month, you, you should, really I, I would say three months is the the minimum that you're going to start seeing the results you want to see as far as for long-term, you know, goals. Um, and I really don't give them the option to say no. I always give them like a, a open-ended question where I'm like, all right, so what do you, uh, are you looking more for three times or two times a week, four times a week? What do you, what is it? What is your, they'll tell me three times a week. All right. So. What's the best time for you to come in? They'll tell me the time to come in. All right, awesome. So when do you want to start? And they'll tell me, I would like to start next week. And then from there, I'd be like, all right, awesome. We can start next week. Uh, because put you in now. How would you like to pay cash or credit? You know, like I really just give them the option. Like I try to like not give them the option to say no. Right. Yeah, I kind of like, I love some of the things that you you said there. It sounded like I got a few of your your sales strategies within that explanation. And something that I like that you said is, would you like to pay cash or credit, right? So you're almost like assuming the sale right there, you know, versus like, would you, is this a package that you would like to purchase? Instead of saying that, you say, how would you like to purchase credit card or cash? Assuming the yeah. sale. So obviously it sounds like, Chino, you got some sales skills. Do you, uh, do you handle all the sales within your business? For for the most part, yes. Um, I I try to like, cause I'm also training, so I can't stop training people to like, you know, close itself for somebody else. Got so it. I try to have the trainers sit in and what I do, and they'll pick up on this the that uh you know that sales tactic, and they'll finish the sale for they'll send, finish the sales by themselves. So that way, when they finish the sale, like once they have a new person, and for the most part, we actually had one particular trainer here that was really not producing anything and i made her i made her sit down with me one of her sales and i sold the package after that the one time she saw it every sale every person that came in after that for 
to speak or an assessment, she was closing every cell after that. Yeah, and it's and it's funny that he spoke about that because it literally happened within a couple of months. It was a trainer that, um, you know, and that's that's a little bit of the struggle that we do have right now is he's a great salesperson. And that's another thing too about a trainer. They have to understand how to sell a package and how to um, sell to the client. But, you know, our trainer that we had at the time wasn't able to do that. She had all the knowledge, she had all the expertise, but somehow she couldn't close. And that's when he came in. Uh, we sat down, we had a, a couple conversations and funny enough, not even exaggerating, she's our best trainer because she knew her stuff, but she just didn't know how to sell. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. she's how to sell the package and sell the plan. And she's very honest. She's realistic. Hey, listen, whatever, you, like he said, whatever you're trying to reach, you're not going to reach it in three weeks, four weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. She's realistic, depending on whatever it is that they're trying to reach. And, you know, she's, she's great, you know, and then that's kind of what we're trying to do with everybody. Got it. Yeah. I'm assuming uh, the trainers and coaches that you guys currently have, it was almost like their own business before, but now we're transitioning into like, Hey, we're going to be feeding you guys. And so I would assume that most of them, if not all might have some sales experience. Uh, I would say uh, yes and no. I'll be more, it's more of a, like they've, they, they're trainers, but they, it's like, if you go like to, let's say LA fitness, LA fitness, the trainer doesn't make the sales. Someone makes the sales for them and they just fill the slot in. So I, okay. I, that's what they're more like. They'll just, oh, you want to train with me? Oh, okay, this is how much it is. All right. They don't say no. They say no. So instead of like right here, where, where we're trying to do is trying to get like, no, this is the package you offer. This is what you're bringing to the table. Sell it. You know, like don't like you're, if you're already good at what you do, let's, you know, like they already came to see you to particularly to have an assessment with you. So they know what you do. So put value to your to your work and you know and just and, and be assertive. That's so here they're not really like how me. I worked I I worked in retail before, so I I'm not as I'm not pushy, but I'm not you know like you're not afraid. I'm not afraid to you know if you say no, it's oh, okay, no problem. Uh, all right, and you know and the problem which I had a conversation we do not do callbacks. That is mm. a, that's, huge. Callbacks. Yes, that's huge. Yes, and we. Yeah. So, and it's, and it's a, and I told him it's a flaw that we have that, uh, which for, uh, and it's, it could be, uh, it could be arrogance or it could be just, no, maybe we don't, we don't, we don't need it right now. Or cause it'd be, cause I, I'll call, I won't call somebody that refused the package because I'm already so booked and busy mm-hmm. that, okay, when you're ready, you come see me. And, that, mm-hmm. and that's something that we're trying to develop in as far as, you know, wh- whether we, we develop with the website or develop a third, what a third party content manager is, we want to make sure that we develop that, those callbacks and, Hey, listen, this opened up for a time of slot you were already looking for somebody that maybe came in three, four months ago. And we're, that's part of the learning curve that we're, we're trying to develop, understanding our problems and pinpointing it and trying to solve it right away. Right. Right. Gotcha. Where would you, Chino, let me ask you this question directly. Where would you f- rather focus your attention right now as the business owner and what some of the goals are for the business? Would you rather focus your attention on the business or be in the business and continue training? I honestly speaking, I would want to uh, put my focus in making the sales for the trainers. Got it. Okay. So I want to focus on growing the business itself 
as far as like getting the trainers clients so they can so they eat we eat yeah i, I don't yeah. yeah so i want to be the one if if they if somebody like if i can't be in the room where somebody's making a sale and they couldn't close it i i have this guilt in my head if i was in the room maybe i could have closed it right so i want to yeah. be more focused on closing and getting people in sitting down because i i say as a as right now like trainers really don't personal trainers and commercial gyms don't really have to deal with the with the sales aspect of it so we're asking trainers here to develop a sales skill to close their own packages right and we, i want to be though i i want to concentrate on more on being the all right you're the talent this is what you got to do let me reel the people in for you yeah yep okay so what do you feel like has to happen in order for that to take place for for me, it's freeing up my space right now with my right. current clients. Yeah, so that's distributing the current clients to the rest of the team. Yes. And, and is one, that one is that feasible? It it is it is starting because I I've uh I dwindled my time with doing personal training or, or coaching for like very low. I have even gone to as far as like online coaching, mm. and I'll just uh, my 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 clients or athletes come to the gym and train here so I can just watch them, but I'm not really giving them the dedicated hour with them. Got so it. they're doing a certain program, but I'm just watching, making sure they're doing good. If I've got to give her a couple pointers, I'll do that. And that way I can have focus more on free space to work on what we got to work on here. Absolutely. So it's starting to like be more of a, like, not so much. And I've learned to realize I learned to, as me as a because I come from training mm -hmm. and he could tell you like I'm not really the the business part of it I'm more mm -hmm. of the worker be type, mm -hmm. type of uh, thinking so I'm trying to stray away from doing less work so I can bring more money into the business mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm sorry uh Ronald you were going to say something before I asked the question if that was feasible oh no well just going back a little bit to what he he was mentioning is for us, we understand that for, for him to free up some of the space because he has that, you know, he's the face when it comes to the sales pitches and the, and, and understanding the packages. Um, from my business perspective, you know, I'm, I'm a business major. The, the reason why we work great is because we're, we complement each other. When I'm mm -hmm. able to pinpoint, hey, listen, we can be better at this and that. Uh, we sit down and try to structure something. And that's one of the things that we want to make sure that we, we develop is how can we free up his time without him losing money? Because right yeah. now, because he's so focused on personal training, we want to make sure that that time that he does get, we do develop something, whether it's, you know, us getting better online on the online aspect or, or developing, you know, a better communication with the clients or better yeah. communication with the community. Yeah, that's the million dollar question, right? For any business owner, how can I develop more value, more profit, more time for the business without taking a lot of time, energy, resources, money, figuring out how to do that, right? Like how can we limit our, our expenses and expenses is more than just money, right? Yeah. We invest, we invest our time, we invest our energy, we invest our attention. There's always opportunity cost for what we do. And so that's the million dollar question. And I really love what you guys are saying when it comes to like finding, finding proven systems and processes that we can implement into our business to help free up some time for us, right? Like what are those best, best practices? What does that look like? And so 
Ronald, for you as the as kind of like the business background guy within this within this structured business and model that you have, what are you guys currently doing to you know seek out some of this information, or you know what what kind of due diligence are you guys doing to learn about what could be done for these challenge areas or opportunity areas? So we originally, you know, it's all kind of like a the growing pains and the learning the learning parts of it. Um, we were doing everything ourselves, you know, he would have something as simple as the content on our social media. He will be the one since I'm, maybe I'm not here to take the pictures or take the videos. And then we would post, or I'm the one reaching out on the, on Facebook or going back into the website. We're starting to understand maybe we're, like I said, we're not great at it. So we have to reach out to a third party and, and make the website develop better, get better analytics as far as who are we reaching? How can we reach people in our area? Um, you know, also with getting better, you know, whether it's better trainers or better just overall structure, we're, we're, we're developing that right now as we speak. And that's something that we sit down weekly to, to try to do. Um, we pinpoint what's missing, where we're missing money, where we're missing opportunity because it's, it's not just about the money. Sometimes it's about growing the brand. How mm -hmm. can we develop the brand? Because in, in, at the end, it's going to develop obviously more profit, but we have to develop that structure. So we try to pinpoint that out. And then right now, that's that's kind of what we're focusing on is the marketing side and mm -hmm. the analytics of trying to get the clients in our area to come in. Yeah. Yeah. I love some of the things that you said right there. Uh, it, it shows very good business knowledge on your end where it's about finding out what we are good at and what we want to spend our time focusing on. And then maybe some areas that we're not really great at, and then outsource that, right. Or find information because now we're just really efficient with what we're doing. Now we're not creating these trials and tribulations and time and energy and resources to try and learn about maybe what we're not good at. Right. We're looking for those complementary pieces, which make you guys such a great partnership. And then another thing where you, where you said like, Hey, look, it's not always about marketing. Sometimes it's about developing a brand. Right. And, and I can take it one step further. Like sometimes it's about developing a brand with integrity behind it. Right. That will really help us scale. And so really understanding how to go about doing that is super critical. So we can make sure that it's happening in an expedited fashion but it's also happening at a high quality level because then the value comes behind it, the coaching comes behind it, and then the client acquisition comes behind it as well. So I think that that's really good stuff that you guys are getting into there. And I, I'd like to wrap up the show with these two last questions, which both of you can answer, right? From your guys's vantage point and perspective, tell me what are some of the next steps for the business to get you guys to reach your goals? So I know that we actually currently sit down and, and and write this down on like what we spoke about our issues as far as our potential um where we could develop certain a better structure because right now because every single trainer does their own packages and all that stuff we want to kind of structure that a little bit better we want to structure our our communication to the client a little bit better and then mm -hmm. that's what we're developing before we move on to the next step we know we're ready but we want to perfect a certain 
like we want to get better in our current um, state right now. I want to make sure that we, we are developing, like you said, the brand. And that's something that we always talk about is making sure that we're not just, oh, we're not just making money. That's not even the only thing is making sure that we're making money, but the, but that the brand isn't being hurt, that the brand stays true to itself. I think as an, on the thing, something that we just talked about is uh, we have so many ideas that we're so overwhelmed with the stuff that we think yeah. about and the ideas that we have yeah. that the biggest step that we have to do is have an idea follow through mm. a lot of stuff that like a lot of times, yo, you know, he comes with ideas. I come up with ideas, but then one day, next day, there's no follow through on either my side or his yeah. side. So it's a lot of ideas all at the same time and picking one. All right, let's, let's go. We got, we got a yeah. hundred batches of shirts, a hundred batches of shirts need to be done. And yeah. so, you know, it gets so crazy that, you know, it's, it's uh we the biggest thing is concentrating on each goal yeah taking that goal execute that goal all right next yeah yeah analysis paralysis is a real thing right sometimes we can get bogged down into discussing and analyzing and critically thinking about all these different things that the business can do with very little action and now we're not progressing or growing the business at all we're kind of just getting bogged down in so much information and there's not really a clear path move, moving forward. It's good stuff, guys. So so tell me then, if you guys, I want to kind of have fun with this question to end the show. Like, if you guys were able to speak to your younger selves, knowing what you know today, right? Maybe two years ago when you first started the business, or even, you know, back when you had an inception of starting the business, what is the number one piece of advice that you would give that younger person? I'll let you go first. Go ahead. Um, for me, it would be, I would tell younger me, I don't want to curse, but go ahead. Tell younger me, <laughs> um, stop being a fucking coward. <laughs> it was, um, uh, for me, I, the, the confidence of that, that fear of leaping forward, whether whatever, you know, I, the, the, the goal I had, I was very scared, like not as confident as I, I am now knowing that where, where we have taken it from where we started it, if I could tell me, it's just, yo, just one foot in front of the other, go, go, just go. Yeah. Don't think about it. Go. A, a lot of times it's been, I, I spent a lot of time just thinking about something instead of taking action. And sure. now I tell myself, just go. And I think, I think for me, one of the things that the advice that I would give is follow through because like we're both very creative, like we spoke just now, uh, we come up with great ideas. And even when I approached them years ago, um, I had certain ideas, but sometimes you get clouded by whether it's work, whether it's so many things. The, the best thing that I could tell my younger self is follow through each step and take it one step at a time. You could only crawl before you can walk, before you can run and making sure that, you know, you don't take too much at, at a time because at the end of the day, you're not doing anything great you're just doing a whole bunch of different things uh just making sure that i follow through and making sure that we we, we do it one step at a time well said my friend well said gentlemen it's been an absolute pleasure i know i speak for jim lord nation when i say that please let us know where can our listeners find you guys online um instagram at too strong movement all one word too strong movement um you go our uh, website too strong movement.com um uh, yeah i think that's yeah that's, that's, that's pretty much it. and we're developing 
as we speak, hopefully uh, not not too far down the road, we can do this again and we're at a much better state, a much yeah. uh, developed um, project. So, Yeah, I would love to hear the development of your guys' business. I think that uh, two very good leaders here, two very, you know, intellectual young men and uh, really appreciate having you guys and, and taking the time to talk a little bit more about your business. Jim Lord Nation, thank you guys once again for tuning in to another episode of Jim Lord's podcast. If you like what we had to say, don't forget, smash that subscribe button below in order to be notified of our next episode. Until then, guys, take care and we will see you next time. Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Daryl McKay. Daryl, how's it going today? Great. We're having, uh, Ryan, we're having a beautiful day here in Jacksonville, Florida, on the northeast coast of Florida. So just beautiful day. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little jealous. It's kind of, uh, I'm in Tennessee and it's cold and rainy today. So yeah, it will be about 75 degrees and sunny. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, um, and uh, appreciate you uh, hopping on the podcast today also. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm looking forward to uh, talking to you and uh, sharing some of my ex past experiences that I've had. Absolutely. So we'll kind of go ahead and get right into this. So uh, first off, what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located? At? Um, it's, it's called Anytime Fitness Lakewood. Okay. And I'm located in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm very close to the ocean. Um, I have a great location. I'm on the St. John's River, which goes right across Jacksonville, and it okay. goes right into the Atlantic Ocean. So I can actually see the river from the front of my club. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I'm, I'm curious, what, um, what is it that made you decide to become a gym owner? Well, it was, um, I've been in the fitness industry for over 40 years. So okay. long, long, long time. And uh, I grew up in near Boston, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. I went to school for sports management, uh, got out of school. I really didn't know what I wanted to do as far as specialty. And my niche uh, turned out that I, I ran one of the first medically based fitness centers in the United States. So at oh, that wow. time, yeah, at that time, there was only 100 of them in the whole USA. Yeah. And I moved to St. Simons Island on, on the southeast coast of Georgia. So my dream was to live in Florida. So I came within a half an hour. And um, in my journey for my career, I end up administrating five medically based fitness centers for hospitals. Mm -hmm. And I was fortunate enough to design two of them from the ground floor up. I mean, oh, wow. uh, I worked with the architects. I did the design. I recruited people from all over the United States. Mm -hmm. I purchased all equipment. So I designed one. My first one was uh, LifeBridge Health and Fitness in Baltimore. 
Okay. That was 66,000 square feet and it grew to 5,800 members. Wow. So it was the premier club in the city and we have professional athletes there. And we did an athletic performance training center with Cal Ripken. Um, second one was in 2005 and I designed Brooks Health and Fitness here in Jacksonville, Florida. You got 60,000 square feet and that grew to over 10,000 members. Wow. Wow. So it was a monster. A yeah. Monster. It, it sounds like one. it. So I traveled all over the country. I lived in seven states. Um, it came a time when uh, my wife and I decided that it was uh, get off the road, stop moving all the time because yeah. every, you know, four to five years I was moving. My son lived here. So I started looking at buying my own clubs and I looked at 200 clubs online and I ended up buying Anytime Fitness Lakewood in Jacksonville for one reason, the demographic profile. And okay. this location, proximity to the St. John's River, uh, it had uh, 3,000 residents with income of 150,000 or above within a 15 minute drive time radius of the club. Okay, yeah. So I, yes. Yeah, so, so definitely, uh, yeah. I love the fact that it, you know, it was a strategic buy because a lot of times we see people that, you know, become gym owners and it's kind of on a whim, right? They just, uh, they're working out somewhere and the club becomes available and they just buy it. So I love the fact that you, you know, it was a calculated decision, you know, to, to get the one you wanted. Yeah. The other reason that I wanted the anytime fitness franchise is that, um, they allow you on the program side to implement any type of programs that you want. Right. So it wasn't like I was going into a cookie cut big box club where I was restricted from creating programs. Yes. So yes. I took my wife's a registered nurse and she worked for the Mayo Clinic. So I took all of my medically based fitness knowledge and I applied that model to the club and uh -huh. made a strategic decision that my demographic profile was going to be baby boomers between the ages of 50 and 75 mm -hmm. ones that were dealing with any type of clinical condition so my target market was the baby boomers uh, we have members up actually up to the age of 92 in our club right now oh wow which is wow. quite a quite a uh, variance you know in terms of the profile and so we run it like a medically based fitness center. We get referrals from physicians, physical therapists, neuromuscular therapists, and we do what's called corrective exercise. And corrective exercise basically is working with people that have muscular skeletal imbalances, clinical imbalances, or any type of disease that they might be dealing with. So it's a unique market uh, because there's nobody in the city that addresses um, you know, those type of uh, clients. So we have people that have Parkinson's disease, diabetes, cardiac, MS, cystic fibrosis. We had one of our members had Lou Gehrig's disease, joint replacement, obesity, a whole myriad of medical conditions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I love the fact that you guys are, are, you know, helping those, those types of people out because, you know, so many times we see that, you know, after the hospital, sometimes there's no options, right? Um, you know, they may go to a physical therapy for a little bit, but after that, there's still work to be done. And, you know, sometimes there, there's just not an option for, for someone in that kind of condition. Yes, and, and another thing that we're seeing, you know, with COVID, with, um, with the lockdown, you know, the uh, 
we'll call it a year and a half of lockdown, even though right. we had a shorter, very short lockdown for our club. We were only closed for 10 weeks in Florida. Right. We were in a kind of a good position, but you know, if you look at the general population, Ryan, right now, 74% of the population is overweight or obese. Yeah. So it's exploded. And what we saw was a number of people during COVID uh, gained more weight. They became more sedentary. They, you know, sure. Diabetes was raging. Uh, people were, you know, they were alcoholic while well, they were drinking more. Um, one of our members that was doing personal training, he died during COVID from alcoholism. It was very, oh, wow. it was very tragic. Yeah. We tried to reach out to him and, and, and help him. So we're seeing um, a lot of diabetes coming in. And of course, we'll do a referral to the doctor. We'll do an extensive health history questionnaire, a physician referral, um, my wife's a nurse, you know, so we can look at, you know, certain clinical conditions that they have. And we'll work, you know, work with their doctor back and forth and we measure the results. So we have a testing laboratory we, that we put in. We have a in-body 270 so we can actually show them their lean muscle mass, their body mm -hmm. fat, their minerals, their water, uh, show them how they're progressing. Um, we work with them on the nutritional aspect as well. And, um, and we do a lot of high intensity interval training. So we have uh, 11 pieces of equipment for high intensity interval training. We have mm -hmm. my zone so we can actually show them their target heart rates, how many calories they're burning. Yeah. Kind of a holistic approach to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as far as, you know, the, your clientele now, so are you guys, um, have you shifted anything after COVID to? We did. Uh, we like did. That was, that was a great question. So yeah. If I took you back, <clears throat> if I took you back to, we closed down in May of 2020, and it was dramatic. It was dramatic, like all other people, you know, all of a sudden we got a email from the governor of Florida. I mean, it caught us pretty, pretty, you know, off guard because yeah. a lot of COVID was in Southern Florida and it was in Miami. That's where the, the focus was. And we could see it just coming across the state. Yeah up into our quadrant so yeah that's a really good question so before covid we were 50 to 75 and when covid hit us we lost all of our clinical clients they all went away and we lost them all um, and they were afraid to come into the facility and then we saw the shift into our club and what it did is it went down to uh 20 and 30 year olds Mm -hmm. And a lot of military people. So we have Navy base here. We got a lot of Navy, a lot of Marines, a lot of Army, Air Force. And all of our members, we noticed the, the old day, we call them active adults. They're all gone. And we were dealing with 20 and 30-year-olds that were there for mainly strength. strength right, right. Yeah. So, so they pulled us through. They pulled us through. Um, because we added another segment of the market that we hadn't seen. And then we saw, you know, when we, it was a very slow process, you know, when the active adults, when they became vaccinated, they started coming in slowly. Mm. And then we had a second round of COVID uh, that hit us in September and October. And we became the epicenter of COVID in the whole United States. We had the oh, highest wow. positivity rate in the whole United States, 28% positivity for new cases. 
and it roared through September and October. And now we're, Florida is the lowest positivity rate in 48 states in the United States. So we saw this eight-week roller coaster again, yeah. like a second. I call it the second wave that hit us. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm. So with. So basically, now that you know, it's kind of your clientele has kind of shifted. You have this new demographic that's came in. How have you guys had to change like marketing strategies and things like that to kind of accommodate that? Well, you know, that's a really good question again, Ryan. You know, I was talking to a lot of um, managers all across the country and they were all saying, Daryl, don't, don't, you know, don't market during COVID, you know, and because like traditional Facebook wouldn't work. Um, we pulled back all of our marketing during COVID. And the one thing that we really focused on, Ryan, was referrals mm -hmm. um, because we couldn't really tell which person was really afraid of COVID. So we were asking the existing members that were coming during COVID to refer us friends. Mm -hmm. So we did uh, one month VIP passes, you know, that we would hand to people and say, here's a one month VIP pass with the key fob. Can you find us somebody that you'd like to work out with and exercise? So yeah. we, and we pushed the, on the other side, we pushed referrals for the personal training so we would give somebody uh we call it a discovery session where we do an in-body 270 we do a functional movement screening and then we would give them a private one hour and it was the same thing and that worked for us is asking existing training clients that weren't terrified of covid to refer us other friends that they thought would come in and join so mm -hmm. we really we really went down and just just pushing uh, referrals. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And yeah, that, that is a pretty good way to tell who's, who's afraid of it or not. Right. Like if they, if they refer a friend to you, then obviously, you know, they're, you know, they're not as afraid, but if they don't want to refer anyone, you know, they're probably a little more skittish themselves. Right. Right. And, yeah. and, and we were in a little different situation as well, Ryan, because in our state, um, the mandate was that it's totally different in Florida that we didn't have the ability within our gym. We couldn't demand that people, it's the opposite, that they wear masks. Yeah. We couldn't, we had a no mask mandate in Jacksonville and we could not demand or ask for them to show us their vaccination or their, for their COVID vaccination uh -huh. cards. Yeah. So, so like we're we're like sitting on the fence, you know. I mean, right. like my all my staff was, you know, but my staff was vaccinated. I was vaccinated, but in the state that I live, I could not ask to prove that you were vaccinated, nor could I say you had to wear a mask. Now we we all wore a mask. All my staff wore a mask, mm -hmm. and a lot of the members wore masks. But it was uh, really in our state, it just became a personal choice. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and that's kind of how it is in Tennessee as well, you know, as far as all of that goes. So with, um, yeah, so so now it's been, you know, it's been a few months now. So what is, you know, what other services are you guys offering? So I know that that you do the, um, you know, the personal training. Are yes. you doing any like groups or small groups, anything yes. like that? Yeah. So um, we started we started um, when COVID came. We took our small group training outside. So that okay, okay. Because we were in Florida, we thought it would be safer to go outside. So we, you know, we had parks near us. We all went outside. Um, what we've done is we've 
we're creating small groups, uh, we call it SGT of four, and we're taking people that are a little bit different, um, deconditioned people, people that have just, they have really no exercise experience, a lot of them are obese, and yeah. we're, we're matching them together in small groups. And mm -hmm. so we're putting them uh, four on one in the small group. Um, we have a, also in our anytime model, we have a class that so we call it, um, it's basically called the fundamentals of fitness. So we take beginners that wouldn't buy personal training and we give them a month's class, eight one hour classes. And we teach them, you know, how to use the equipment, how to stretch, how to do nutrition, um, because we get a lot of deconditioned people that would be, in, that are intimidated by the personal, by the big box gym. So yeah. we try to make it small and non-intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a good approach to it as well. So with like, I would assume like, you know, you kind of talked about you have the in-body scanner, like everyone gets to scan. So yes. I'm curious, like with a new member, for example, what is the process for them? Like, does everyone get a fitness assessment? Yes. Or, okay. Yeah. yeah. We're really, we're really, um, we're strong on that. So we call it a discovery session. So there is no pass or fail for that test. Yeah. We want to discover your current fitness center. So your level of your fitness. So they would give us uh, a health history form. Uh, we would start with the in-body 270, um, particularly with people, you know, that are overweight. Then we would do a, a functional movement screening, which we would take that out on the floor. And that comes from the physical, physical therapy world by Greg okay. Cook. So it shows basically how you move in different planes. Right. And during that hour, we offer that to every single new member, we would, at the end of the last 15 or 20 minutes, we would go over the results with them. Okay. Okay. Um, and if they're interested in, in doing private coaching, we have a, a PowerPoint presentation that just kind of goes over all the different aspects of a private coaching. And so we offer four month, eight month and 12 month programs. Okay. Them. All right. Gotcha. And yeah, and that's, so so yeah, pretty much like across the industry, we see that everyone, you know, a lot of places will offer that, you know, initial, you know, discovery session or fitness consultation. Now, the big problem that I see at a lot of gyms is, you know, getting people to show up for it. So you may have a good amount of people schedule, but sometimes getting them to show is a different, you know, a, a different beast in itself. So what's that been like for you guys in your experience? We've had we've had a pretty good response. Um, we uh, use some computerized programs, mm -hmm. and so we end up sending them a, like a text with a reminder for the discovery session. Yeah. So we have a program called Mind Body. So yeah. we put them all into Mind Body. They get a text. They get a confirmation for that. Sometimes they break the appointments, and then we ended up rescheduling them, mm -hmm. but we find, you know, when we look at the range of our members, there are a group of people, and, and, and I know you would agree with me that we call them exercise independent. They are the ones that say, hey, look, I know what I'm doing. I know how to use the equipment. I don't really want any help. I, uh, I've been training for years, you know, leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> we're, 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 focusing, yeah. we're focusing on the deconditioned people, people that have no gym experience and what we're trying to do is create the habit, the, the fitness habit within the first 60 days. Sure. 
So sure. we'll 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 even give them a discovery session and put them in the fundamental of fitness class because we know based on data from the industry that if you don't come in in the first 60 days, it's a strong likelihood that you'll sign an agreement and you'll never show up. Yeah. So yeah. we're trying to build that. And then the last month ago, we added my zone, which I've been looking at that for a long time. And now the members can see up on the screens, they can see, you know, their target heart rate, what percentage they're working in. We have leaderboards and now we're creating contests for them. You know, we're going to do a contest for them for November. And what is good is if somebody's an older adult, it it's a percentage of their effort. So they can still accumulate lots of points by working out hard and getting in the fat burning zones. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's a, I love the my zone and, you know, just the whole theory behind that. So when you guys do the my zone, does every, does every member have access if they want it? Or is it just the people that are doing like extra classes or PT? Every, every, every member has access if they want it. So what we did, um, you know, Ryan, we were looking at this for a while. So what we did is we offered them, anybody can get a 30 month, a 30 day demo with the MyZone. So we say to them, look, here's your my zone, try it out 30 days. We have them fill out a form. And if at the end of the 30 days, you want to turn us back to us, that's fine. And we get their credit card. And if you want to purchase it, then at the end of 30 days, we'll run your card and you'll buy it. And right. the only caveat is that it can't be damaged so that it's not resellable. Yeah, yeah. So we like when we started it two weeks ago, we have like uh, almost 15 people on demo. So we just said, you know, try it out, see if you like it. Yeah. And we find that eliminates the risk. Like we do that with our um, private coaching. We do a 30 day satisfaction guarantee when mm -hmm. they purchase the training. We have that on the slide and say, hey, Ryan, if you're not happy with your program after 30 days, we'll refund all your money. Mm -hmm. And that remove some of the risk for people that are, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm committing for four months. What if I'm not happy? Well, if you're not happy, we'll give you all your money back. Satisfaction yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. You don't want someone in there. That's not happy. You know, after, no, I mean, no. nobody wins. Nobody no wins. wins. And if they're not happy, you know, statistically, they'll tell 20 other friends how we're, what a bad experience. That yeah. They. Yeah. What's bad is yeah. So that happens. And then you have the ones that they're still going to come because they paid for it, but they're going to complain the whole time, you know, and then those are the ones that, you know, that's what has caused me more, more often than not, like in the beginning, I didn't have a refund policy similar to that, but a few people like that, I was finally like, you know what, here, here's your money, please, you know, please go. go. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, 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 that there's that old saying, you know, I've heard people say, well, the customer is always right. No, the customer isn't always no, right. They're not. No. There are bad customers. Yeah, you would basically pay to go away, and and you know we we we've been through that before, you know where we've had some troublesome customers, and we've come to the point we'd meet with them privately and say, hey, look, it's just not really working out. Here's all your money for your membership. Here's all your money for your training. Yeah, I, I wish you nothing but the best. Find yeah. another place to go. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. That's we were having a discussion about that with uh, some other team members and. You know, some of my staff, I was like, you know, sometimes guys, you know, it doesn't happen very often, but sometimes we have to fire clients. That's all there is to it, you know, and it, I don't care how much money they're paying, 
there are times that it just has to happen. That's all there is to it. I call it thinning the herd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Good point. So as far as, um, you know, kind of back to like marketing and things like that. So other than like referrals, what are you guys doing right now to bring new members in the door? Well, we're, another good question, Ryan, we're going to uh, targeted direct mail. We're going back to that right now. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm working on a campaign uh, because we have high income within us. Um, you know, if we look at uh, the metrics, say for someone that a high-end personal training client, the average person that would, you know, our training packages are between four and 600 a month. Mm -hmm. That person needs to have a household income of about $125,000 or more to mm -hmm. be able to purchase training. So I'm working with a local marketing company and we're gonna drop a series of postcards Three, three different postcards. And we're gonna target household incomes of 150 above that are within a 15 minute drive time. Okay. And we're actually gonna take, um, use photos on the postcards that look similar to the clients we're targeting. Because okay, we there you know go. that if you see somebody like yourself, then you can identify with that person. Yeah. And even though we have people that are in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, they like to be around younger, more energetic, energetic people because they perceive themselves as younger. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. So right yeah. now we're 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 teeing up we're teeing up uh, targeted direct mail. Um, we utilized some Facebook advertising during COVID, and it just it didn't pull us results. Mm -hmm. you know? So. I was waiting for positivity in our area to go below 5% and now we're below 5%. And so now we're going to oh, good, good. really go at it with a, with a targeted direct mail for us, because we know that, you know, it's multiple touches that, you know, so a lot of times it might be one times, two times, three times. Um, we're doing a lot of videos on our Facebook, mm -hmm. you know, of training and we've been on television three or four times we had uh, local newscasters that were our members. And so they okay. did uh, an interview of one of our members that had Parkinson's and it went on the local news. And then we ended up getting five, we got calls from all over the city and we ended up getting five different people that had Parkinson's because they saw the, the promo on TV. Oh, that's great. I want that trainer to train my dad or my husband or that person. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's kind of, it's interesting, right? Like with, with the Facebook ads, because um, one thing we see is a lot of people have, you know, good success. Most people on their own don't. So what we found by that is really, it comes down to a lot of people really just don't know the right way to do it. Like Facebook is so touchy, you know, and, and there's a lot of things on there that, you know, when it comes to the algorithms or did you do, a campaign versus boosted post. So, so that's one of the things like I, I had a, like pretty good success with Facebook ads um, through COVID. But then again, I talked to other people who don't. So I think one thing it is, like I said, is it comes to, you know, the, the way that the posts are, are getting out there. Um, are they being targeted? Is it campaigns? Um, what was your experience with that? Mine was not successful with Facebook. It, it just wasn't. And, you know, I had, we did some private coaching for ourselves, you know, like my oh, wife, yeah. we've had our own coaches for three or four years with different yeah. people. 
And one of the adages that we learned, which is very simple, is that people buy from those they know and they trust. Mm. And so Absolutely. that kind of like stuck in my head. And yep. that's why I, I think the most powerful, the most powerful is, is a happy customer that will refer you, you know, another person. And, and after COVID, you know, when we had lost all of our clients, it was like a tree from referrals. You know, we had, yeah. you know, a person that was coming in and she weighed over 300 pounds and, you know, then she referred her, you know, her sister and then her sister referred another person. And there was like five different women that, you know, were raving fans about the club. And so I, you know, when somebody refers you that, and it's the same thing, we got a referral from a guy that had uh, one of our members, she had a number of clinical issues, but she referred us somebody that had Parkinson, and it was just like a slam dunk. I mean, she brought him into the club, she said, this is a great place, it's safe, I'm getting great results. Uh, you know, that's, that's the engine that we're really trying to tap into. Gotcha. That, yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. And, and that's one, one thing that I love is, is kind of like we talked about the, you know, referrals, word of mouth, um, you know, whenever you can get those in, like when, when someone's talking about the business like that, anyone that comes in off of that is, is such a hot lead. It doesn't take a lot for you to get them signed up. I mean, it's basically a done deal. It seems like most of the time, whenever they come in off of that. It does. It does. Yeah. The other thing, which I was going to mention to you, we were working, I was working on this for a few years. Um, we got our uh, Google reviews. Um, we got we just reached yesterday 305 stars. Oh, that's for, great for our club. Yeah, and it, I'm a small club, and it, the people write like books about us. So we have 305 stars out of 324 Google reviews. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, when I when I poll people that are walking through the door, um, particularly the younger people, I said, "How did you find me?" Google, 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 you know, yeah. Jim, Jim's near me. And then it pushes us to the top of the search engine. And a lot of the younger people said, I read your Google reviews and they were stellar. And I decided to check you out. There you go. So that, that part, you know, really working, you know, for again, a satisfied member or a satisfied customer or even people that just drop into our club because anytime there's 4,200 clubs. So we get people from all over the world, all the United States that drop by and see us. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, it's all really, I, you know, I think it's all about relationships, personal relationships. And so, you know, when we build those relationships with those people, and then again, what I was mentioning to you, people buy from those that they know and trust, they will give you referrals. And then you get, the high-end type of clients that you really want to service people like themselves yeah absolutely well daryl we are coming to the end of our time on the podcast so um, one thing i always like to ask people um let's say in a year from now like what does growth look like for you well growth from us would be to um, obviously we would like to dramatically increase our training clients because mm -hmm. We had our, you know, before COVID, January and February of 220, we had our best training months. So it would be to grow our total number of training clients. And we have set goals and objectives for that. And then really grow our membership base because we have, 
you know, we have a membership base that pays the bills in terms of the dues structure, and that's growing again. So we have goals for membership and we have goals for personal training. And then the third one, we're really working on the nutrition aspect. One of our trainers is getting certified with precision nutrition right now. Yeah. And so I, I feel like I haven't really tapped into the nutritional area. I feel like there's a lot of a lot of area for growth in that area. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Daryl, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Um, I enjoyed it and hope you enjoyed it as well and got some value out of this. It was a good conversation. Thank you, Ryan. I really enjoyed meeting you and best, best wishes of your club in Tennessee as well. Hey, thank you so much. And for our audience out there, if you found value from this podcast, please click the subscribe button so you can be alerted when new episodes are aired. And for our gym owners, if you want to be a guest in the podcast, click the link in the description and apply to be a guest. Until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk to real fitness business owners who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guests, Becca and Becca from Evo Athletics in Traverse City, Michigan. How are you ladies doing today? Great. Doing great. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. I am excited to have you here. And hopefully I pronounce the K and the C a little bit differently. (laughs) They know we got two for the price of one today and we are excited. Let's hop into it. Tell us about Evo, what you're all about there. Yeah. uh, We came together as a team a little less than a year ago. And uh, we just opened our doors uh, less than a month ago, and we offer HIT and agility and yoga training um, to our clients, and we're excited to grow and expand, and we have a pretty great atmosphere here that we're working with, so we're excited, yeah. A lot to be excited for. So I want to go a little bit into your story, as far back as time allows anyway, You two had a relationship going back four or five years. Um, You guys aren't going to be able to see this, but one of the Beccas uh, was a client, a member at the facility as it used to exist. The other Becca was a trainer. um, And then you got to be friends. Everything kind of gelled. It was a great place that you built your relationship. And then COVID. (laughs) Jim closes down everybody's formulating different things, what they're going to do, where you're going to work out, what business is going to look like, especially for 
for Becca, I know you and your boyfriend were training there. So that, that kind of left a big void there. So a bunch of think sessions together happen. You're all looking at doing your own separate things. And then at some point you're like, Hey, we should, we should just reopen this place the way we want it, get our community back together and make a go of this. Does that about summarize how it happened? hundred percent. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. So one, Rebecca, you and your husband, other Rebecca, you and your boyfriend, the four of you are like, we're just going to get together and kick some ass and we're going to make this as good as it was and then better. What were your, what were your thoughts? What were the things that maybe made you think about whether it was a good idea or not a, not a good idea and what pushed you finally over the edge? Like what concerns did you have? And then what was the point where you're like, you know what, we're doing this, we're all in. Yeah. I mean, I guess the concerns, uh, you know, the two big ones would be definitely the COVID, the pandemic, you know, we were, you know, our, a lot of stuff was still shut down when we were getting all our ideas together. And so we didn't know if there was going to be another shutdown when we open. So that was a risk that we kind of had to see if we wanted to take. And then just because we were such good couples, we're such good friends. I mean, going into business together, you know, we didn't want to have anything come between us. So that was another uh, little, you know, problem we all chatted out, but you know, it was for the best for all of us to come together because we really, you know, show each other's strengths. Yeah. I, uh -huh. I, yeah. And just to shadow what Becca was saying, um, this is Becca with a K. Um, <laughs> uh, we just, when we, I remember sitting down at, at our kitchen table at our house um, and yeah, I think we all had a lot of concerns going into it as friends and with the pandemic, like she was saying. Um, but at the end of the day, I think as we had this conversation together, we realized there was so much that each one of us brought to the table that maybe one of the other group of us couldn't. And, you know, that was a concern when we were at the time and separate going in separate directions that each of us were worried about, you know, mm -hmm. my husband and I have all this customer service background, administrative background, and we fitness is so important in our life, but we, we weren't trainers and we weren't, we didn't have all of that back. We love to work out, but we never had the, the background. Mm -hmm. So if we were going to do this alone, how, and, you know, and Becca yeah. and Ryan found themselves in the opposite boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, you know, when we had this conversation together, it just felt good and it felt mm -hmm. right. And we were like, man, now I feel like I can open this business and feel really, really good about it. So a lot of the tipping point happened when you just realized that we know each other's strengths and weaknesses. We know what each other's work ethics are going to be. So we're, we're going to do this. And as long as we go all in, we're all hundred percent, we're going to make this thing happen. So, so let's rock and roll. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that brings us to, I don't know, a long time ago, call it a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Open the doors last month in October. So for those of you listening to this, uh, whenever you're listening to it, we're here November 16th, 2021. What was your opening day? October 16th, I believe was our soft opening. Technically, okay. I was going to say yeah. technically our grand opening when we had full schedule 
for signing up was the 23rd, but we ran kind of like this original founding members sale to get, you know, people in the door um, on the 16th. So literally a month ago. And then that initial first week, we had just a soft, we had some private classes um, that were available just to those members who signed up that day. So we didn't have our schedule available online yet. Um, and it was mostly a week for us to troubleshoot, you know, figure yeah. out if what was working and what wasn't working. And um, it was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Here we're, we uh, we're about a month in. So you're, you're doing great for a month in, I got to give you credit there. And I think a lot of that comes to really what we were talking about off the air a little bit. You had this network of friends and coworkers and people that you just enjoyed working out with that you stayed in touch with throughout the pandemic, just because you naturally wanted to stay in touch with them. And then, oh, by the way, at some point, you're like, hey, everybody, we're going to open the gym back up. It's going to be different, but it's still going to be awesome. Probably more awesomer as a six-year-old, I know, might say. <laughs> it's going to be cooler than it was. And it's going to be us. We're getting the band back together. Who's in? Exactly. Yeah. People yep. got excited. Yeah. <laughs> we had we had some cheerleaders on the sidelines for months. Mm -hmm. So they were really excited. Yeah, they to stuck get... around for us. <laughs> and so you did all the work, the remodel, the rebranding, everything you needed to do. You all did your own sweat equity. Yep. You opened the doors. And I mean, here you are a month in, and you've got right around a hundred clients on your roster right away. Yep. Yeah. So that's going to be a good feeling, right? Because it's like, oh, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. We did it. And then you you breathe for a second, you look up, there's a hundred people and you're like, this is really real. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great feeling. <laughs> so you have that and you're like, all right, this is people, a lot of people believed in us and you have some buzz and people are going to talk about the, the way it is, how it's new, what's different, what they like. There might be a couple of people that might have some suggestions, but you're doing things the way that you want and you're steadfast in it. So where do you go from here? You know, you have that, you put all in, you put the work in, you got it open. People are really there in front of you. You're training them, but you have a big to-do list. You have a big dreams, big goals for the facility. You know, we're not stopping at a hundred clients because you want to serve and reach as many people as you can. So What's the agenda look like? What is your big to-do list and how are you attacking it? Well, <laughs> no I, wrong answers here, ladies. Yeah. Excitement. I, okay. I'll go into a little of the training aspect of like where we're trying to grow and keep going. Um, we have first a lot of variety of like equipment and workouts themselves. So every day is totally different. Um, and with that, we like to draw in all sorts of, you know, beginners to elite athletes. So we're really trying to put the word out there for, I don't know, group fitness. A lot of times, I, I mean, in general, I would say guys don't tend to come or either younger, you know, athletes. So we're really trying to get our word and promote, you know, the athletes around town, the community themselves, and even going into some, you know, team training down the road for schools and um, any, you know, places in the community that we can reach. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and those are big dreams. You know, yeah. we, we hope to create relationships and form partnerships with a lot of these places and, you know, find something that is maybe 
speaks to them. And um, so we're excited about that, but also back in Ryan, and we have another uh, awesome member of our team, Ian, and all of them have experience with personal training. And so, you know, we have our morning classes and our evening classes, and we provide open gym during the day for our members to come and utilize the space because why not? Um, but we're really hoping also in the future that these three can do some one-on-one -on -one work with people who might not be comfortable with group training. Um, cause you know, people with different fitness backgrounds are comfortable with group training and some aren't, and, you know, it's just a matter of preference and we want to be a space that can provide whatever somebody might want or what fulfill whatever their needs are. Yeah, absolutely. And I think some people will look at that and say, well, you can't be everything to everybody. But when it comes to training numbers, there really are only three boxes you need to check to help the majority of people. You have your group training, right? Maybe 10 to 20 people, however you manage that. You have your one-on-one -on -one, and then COVID. And over the last couple of years, we've seen a really big surge in the semi-private or small group model, right? One to two, one to four, you know, with a coach. And if you can check those three boxes off, you really can cover what most people want for their level of attention, intimacy of training, energy level, things like that. And you get to find where you have, you change the methodology of the facility a little bit, the training methods you use, but nobody cared, right? They just wanted to be in the environment where they thought they were getting what they wanted. And they didn't say, oh, hey, we're not XYZ gym anymore. That was what we liked. They didn't, that's not what they came for. It wasn't about how you did it. It was just the execution and the environment, right? Yeah. So you have your eyes on growing your group training, growing your one-on-one -on -one training. What are your action steps there? What are the things that you think you need to do? Because you have your initial word of mouth, buzz, networking. That's great. But inevitably, that always wears off and it's, it's not predictable or scalable. So what are the things you have on your list that you want to do to continue to grow those phases? That's a really yeah. good question. <laughs> um, I think we were kind of alluding to you earlier that, you know, we feel like we're kind of catching our breath right now because, you know, we like racing to the finish line to open our doors. And now it's like, okay, we can take our, a step back from everything we just did. <laughs> And, you know, what do we need to do now? And I think that's kind of the stage we're in right now is what's next. Like, how do we, you know, how do we really grow and how do we start building these relationships? You know, cause yes, we have our members, we have the word of mouth. Um, but you know, how do we actually get our foot in the door? Um, yeah, we, we've really been, and Becca right here, it's been really good with our marketing a little bit and promoting I mean, on social media is a big way to get our word, our name out. And then also just, you know, personally reaching out to these places in the community, emails or calling, you know, calling around, I think is huge versus waiting for them to come to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and to flow with mm -hmm. that a little bit, we are trying really hard to establish, um, partnerships with a lot of local nonprofits to do almost like an exchange sort of program. Um, you know, we want to benefit 
and, you know, work with them to donate money. And so we're talking about doing donation based classes that are free, you know, well, free to the public, but you, you know, you pay a donation to come in and then in exchange, you know, we'll, you know, employees or volunteers access to the gym for that month. Um, and then in return, we want to go volunteer too. We want to go and be part of these. We want to be part of our community. We want to be a staple and contribute just as much as they are. And so that's something that I, we're trying really hard to establish right off the bat as well, because, you know, when you build those relationships and you have that word of mouth, you know, then people want to support you. They want to be here. They, you know, want to help yeah. each other out because it's a community and that's what communities do. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question or not. <laughs> but. Well, it, it definitely started to, and it broke the ice and, one thing that I want to give you kudos for before we move on is really already having this community minded contributing to the area around you really in your sights already as not just how can we grow the business, but what can we give back already? Right. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like every level of scale that you have, your thoughts are going to be, this is going great for us. What can we give? Mm -hmm. This is you know, the better you do the more you're going to want to give. It's not just what can the community give to me? You're already trying to figure out how to give back to it. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So that kind of, that gives me a, a, a good idea of, you know, sometimes it's not just how you do it. It's why, and it makes, it makes a big difference um, to where you're going and in finding what really motivates people to, to keep driving, to, to do better, right? Because money in a bank account is very rarely what makes somebody want to go through the grind, especially as a gym owner for as long as they have to, because it can be tough. There's a lot of ups and downs. You get emotionally invested. People come, people go. So it's always just nice to hear more of that behind the scenes. So, um, so you talked a little bit about marketing and doing the community outreach and the, the organic everything that you're doing there. I want to talk a little bit about traps that new fitness business owners especially get, find themselves in a lot. And conversations I have a lot are where people end up, once they have any sort of budget, where they end up burning money and really getting, getting burnt out on client acquisition. It's, you know, people will spend money on billboards or restaurant placemats or, um, you know, different, you know, bus advertising or trying to figure out Facebook. There's all these places where you can just really just set your money on fire and throw it away. So do you have a plan for that? Have you started looking at when, and if you do have a budget to put into the advertising space, how you're going to figure that out? Yeah, we, we've, we've, um, we've looked into this. We actually were looking into this months ago, to be honest. Um, mm -hmm. and, the price tag on marketing is scary to us. And I guess at the time, you know, we were like, we need equipment, we need yeah. uh, trainers, we need th these, those are the things we were budgeting for. And so marketing just really didn't fit into that equation. So I kind of took on a yeah. lot of, you know, trying to research and, um, you know, and we, and that's where having these relationships already has been huge because we've had a couple, a handful of people approach us to do like a trade situation. And that's been really awesome. So we have an amazing member here at the gym and she's 
we did a kind of a, a trade with her because she's in marketing. And so she helped us build our website. Nice. Um, yeah. So she kind of got us moving with that and, you know, implemented so much onto that site and gave us lots of tips, helped us with Google, with our Google image and all of that. So that was, that was really awesome. But now that we're established and we're open and people know where we are, they can see us on social media. They can see us out there. Now we're, yeah. Yeah. Now we're thinking like, what else can we do in that budget? Yes. We, yeah. Um, but talking to, you know, we have a couple local places here that do specifically that. And just, I think we're just afraid of yeah, that price tag, <laughs> that commitment to uh-huh. that, even though we know all it's going to do is benefit us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you really, really have to watch where those dollars can go because the, the, the paid advertising, whether it's Google, Facebook, Instagram, I don't even like to say the Y word, but Yelp, um, (laughs) where it can go, it can go quickly. And as a new business, you know, finding the maximum ROI is, is always going to be in your best interest because it's like, oh, this is really cool and it works, but I spent 500 bucks and it takes three months for me to make this back. And, and how, how am I going to do that? Right. And you have this kind of delay on off on off. So um, it's really something where there is, there's some cool math formulas for it. And I've got some tools and things I'll, I'll share with you outside of the podcast, but um, really being aware of that and just you already doing the research and knowing like, Hey, I'm not just going to blindly throw money at it. I want to have a plan puts you a step ahead as far as that stuff goes. So as you start to work on those systems, because I have no doubt you'll find something that works how do you feel you're equipped for growth as far as volume goes? Like if you could snap your fingers, do you think that in your facility, you'd like to bring on 10 new clients a month? Would it be 15? Would it be five? Like how do you have staffing and scheduling set up to poise you for that as you look for it? Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, because of our equipment, we, do have a limited class size right now. Well, and a little bit with the COVID, we just still want to be a little careful while it's still out there. Um, so we have a max of 22 people per class. Now we do have eight, about eight classes a day. So they do, you know, spread out fairly well. So I guess number wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, yeah. we've been kind <laughs> of excited. We've been, you know, have, we've had this little bet going on because it's been a month now and we have yet to have a day that somebody hasn't signed up which we feel is awesome. I mean, we're like, if we get one client a day, that's huge. And, you know, if we can keep that going, you know, what are we doing right? Let's keep doing it. Um, But, you know, we do have dreams and aspirations to, you know, grow into a bigger space. And, you know, actually we're, we're kind of nestled in this really neat little corner of town that, um, you know, we have space next door to us that's, you know, been waiting to be filled. And again, it's just for us right now, it's a matter of budget. We can't feasibly do that yet, but, you know, we'd love to add. It's amazing in the start of this too, what pushed clients away. Like we don't have, we, in our facility, we do not provide locker rooms or showers and that's a huge turnoff for people. So, you know, getting ready for work or coming from work and you don't want to go to and from sweaty and we get that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would love to be able to add 
that as kind of a amenity, if you will, for the space that would bring more people in. But also, yeah. you know, maybe we could fill that space over there with just more floor space for the workouts and um, maybe, or we can add another trainer and just have two classes going at once. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, <laughs> there's so much to think about with that, but we've also yeah. talked a lot as a team of, you know, opening a second location maybe for another side of town, mm -hmm. but it's just, you know, we, you know, we're big dreamers <laughs> and we're like, let's just like, this is the place for it though. This is the place yeah. to, to get that stuff out there because, you know, we, we like to get those wheels turning and, and talk about what's really possible. Just because you're brand new doesn't mean you can't be thinking about already, hey, I would do this differently or I could do this or I wanna, I wanna use this idea. Yeah. And I think it's great that you are, are so optimistic that you're like, it's not a matter of if, it's more just when and how we're gonna do it. So, mm -hmm. so good for you on, on just having that outlook. So I wanna touch on a couple of other aspects where Again, as, as newer business owners, sometimes we see tripwires there and try to try to see where you are in this process and again, hopefully help. Um, as far as new member onboarding, what does your process look like? Do you have a sales process? Do you have a structure? Is there is there a journey that you know, like I'm gonna put somebody this first day they come in, they're gonna do this, and then their first class experience. And do you have that structured out yet? Yeah, sorry that I feel like I've kind of been taken over a couple of times okay. here, but um, <laughs> uh, so that's- we'll give her her own episode, that's all. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my husband, Alan and I, um, we kind of spearhead that part of the business. Mm -hmm. And so we have, the software that we use is MindBody, I'm sure you're familiar. Um, and so we invite people to come in for a free class um, we want people to try it for free. You know, we don't want them to feel like they're wasting their money on something that doesn't fit their lifestyle. Uh, so yeah, we encourage anybody to just, you might as well come in and try it. You never know till you try. Um, for sure. So, so yeah, we offer a free class and then we also have a really nice introductory membership incentive for people who still, you know, they're like, ah, I kind of want to try it a couple more times before I commit to this sort of situation. Um, so we do provide a 30 day unlimited, they can come to classes, they can come to the open gym, yoga, whatever they want to do, um, for 30 days for a really small fee for a small price. Um, and then after that 30 days is up, we have a vast variety of, you know, anything from just a drop in, we have a couple different options as far as class packages go. Um, and then we have a few different membership options that people have. And then in between that, we have people that will discount for, we have specialized, we want it to work for everybody. And so mm -hmm. once we get them in the door, once they want to come in and try it, you know, we have a nice welcoming spiel that we give about our policies mm -hmm. and, you know, showing them around the gym. It's nice to introduce them to Becca and Ryan, because we were working with the one studio space. So it's nice to mm -hmm. introduce the whole team to them and make them feel welcome. Um, you know, if they're nervous, a lot of times people come in and they're really nervous because they've never used, it's funny. A lot of people come in and they're like, Oh, it looks so scary in here. <laughs> yeah. But You know, we, that's yeah. why we try our best, you know, as a team, we want you to feel comfortable and happy. We want you to leave mm -hmm. comfortable. Well, 
I mean, <laughs> as comfortable really, as yeah. possible after <laughs> a hard tired, workout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, so we work really hard to make that a really flawless experience for them. Like the second they walk in the door to the second they leave. Mm-hmm. So, awesome. and I wish we were, I wish our podcast had video only because you talk about people saying it's scary. And I see you have this super colorful wall <laughs> background. I'm looking at the place behind you and I'm like, oh, it just looks like fun. So uh, <laughs> different, different messaging, people have their own preconceived notions and there's all types of things that can keep people from feeling comfortable. But knowing that and being aware that you need to put somebody at ease is really, really makes the process go that much more smoothly on both sides because it's easy to overlook the anxieties and fears and in different things that people have going on in their head while they might be out of their comfort zone, walking in and saying, Hey, I'm new. Can I get some training here? So I'm glad that you're, you're very aware of that. So as we start to wind down, you're super forward thinking. And there are some other things that always end up coming up in the lifetime of a, of a gym owner. And I want to know how much consideration you're given to them yet. And I'm going to group them together and call them auxiliary services, nutrition coaching, supplements, apparel, online coaching, is any of that stuff on your radar or on your long-term to-do list? Yeah. I mean, apparel, we do have some merchandise, um, with our logo on it and our, um, branding. Um, but when it comes to the rest, I mean, yeah, we've been a little, uh, we've kind of had supplements up in the air a little bit. Um, so it's, wanna, it's a yeah. thought. We want to find the right one, I guess. And they, we know that they kind of yeah. go hand in hand, mm-hmm. you know, with, mm-hmm. you know, working out. And a lot of people want suggestions. And the, I mean, people ask us every day, you know, what would you recommend? And, yeah. you know, what should we be taking? And I, it's hard right now because I think all of us have a little bit of a different take on that. And so I think mm-hmm. also as partners, you know, having a similar vision about what that should or should not look like. Um, we differ a little bit, but not to say that's a bad thing. We just kind of give recommendations as is. And, um, but yeah, as we, I think we're very open to bringing on nutrition coaching. And I, I myself am a health and wellness coach, not necessarily nutritionist, but you know, I have a program that I like to do. I used to do with clients on the side. Um, and we've talked about bringing that into the gym as well. So yeah, I don't know. We do um, offer uh, a MyZone heart rate tracking device. We actually use with technology. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Technology. So we do incorporate, like we have that in our little retail little bit over there. Um, So we encourage, you know, members to give it a try with their workouts and um, we're going to run, you know, challenges off of it and everything. So that's just another little side, you know, perk we have mm-hmm. it's a fun program we really mm-hmm. like it um, yeah absolutely there's there's a ton of a ton of engagement that comes with those types of technology pieces and the novelty of it and you know it's a good thing to get people excited or re-excited so again good for you on having your eyes and ears open to what's out there and not just saying i can't look at anything i can't think about it i just have to do this one thing you might not be doing it right this second, but knowing, all right, this is something I have to address at some point. So as we get close to winding down here to our time, you worked on this project for a while, even though you've only been open for a month, 
you worked on it, you had your plans, everything is, has really come together and you're already on a roll. So what's been really your biggest, I would say most pleasantly surprising thing that's happened on the other side of all the stress and anxiety of making this happen? What are you most excited about that maybe you weren't expecting? The feedback, I think. I think the um, feedback we're getting from members or people just even coming in for their first day is that they're loving the space. They're loving the energy and the vibe that we have at the gym. And I mean, not that we didn't ex- you know, expect that, but you just don't know. You put your heart and soul into it. And then, you know, you want people to also enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the most rewarding part. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. you, yeah. I mean, we, it's been a month and, you know, as we opened up, we had, yeah, we've got, we couldn't believe we got reached a hundred members this month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've had a couple local news stations approach us the newspapers approached us. We've had, I mean, gym Lords yes, reached yeah. out to us. It just feels good to, you know, yeah, we were bleeding and sweating and like pushing ourselves so hard to get this place open. And we were like, what if it, fails like, <laughs> you know that's scary yeah but it, we were we were yeah. very very happy and surprised with the outpour of support and mm-hmm. and positivity that came of us opening our doors so nothing like a little reassurance that what you did is as awesome as you expected it to be right exactly <laughs> yeah Perfect. so I hope you're giving yourself a lot of credit for all the work and dedication you've put into it Last question before we let you go, if our listeners out there want to find you, what's your website? Where are your social media handles? Give us all the ways that we can find you in the electronic universe. Sure. Um, Our website is, you can find us on our website. It's www.evoathleticstc.com. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. And our handle is evoathleticstc. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you ladies being here with us today. It's been a pleasure. And I think the future is bright for Evo Athletics and I look forward to seeing where it goes. Great. Thank Thank you you so much for having us. You are very welcome. And as always, to everybody out there listening, we appreciate your time. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. We hope you found value in this. If you're out there thinking about opening your own facility, Hopefully this provided some inspiration. If you want to hear more episodes, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. If you want to be on the show, click the link in the description, fill out the form. Someone from the team will get in touch with you as soon as possible. To everybody out there in Gym Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.